Welcome to this week's Screen Side Up. This is Richard Henschel, Horticulture Educator for the University of Illinois Extension Service. And this week I wanted to talk about uh, several different areas, the vegetable garden, lawns, and then uh, hopefully end up with uh, trees and shrubs. Out in the vegetable garden, I just want to encourage listeners to keep harvesting their vegetables. Our gardening season isn't over with Jessica's because school started. And there's lots of weeks left that we will see our vegetables continue to produce. Uh, vegetables work in a not a mysterious way, but if you stop harvesting and leave the fruit on the plant, they quit flowering, and and then your harvest does stop. So harvest regularly. If you can't use the produce yourself, you've got neighbors, you've got food pantries, uh, there's food preservation maybe that could be at play here. So just keep harvesting, keep enjoying your fresh uh, veggies out of the garden well into the end of September, October maybe. Things like Swiss chard take a good strong frost and still are with us. Uh, the fall crops like uh, cabbages or our, our uh, spring uh, radishes that you've replanted or even winter radishes are still going to be around for a while. Uh, you can leave uh, root crops like carrots in the ground uh, until you're ready to use them. You don't even have to harvest them right away. You can mulch them in uh, with a good layer of straw at the end of the season and keep the ground from freezing. And you can go out and harvest vegetables for uh, um, the veggies that you put around your turkey on uh, turkey day. So... Uh, we can really use the garden for many, many weeks yet. So just keep that in mind. Keep keep after it. Keep harvesting. They might slow down a little bit in production with the changes in our shrinking daylight or the cooler nighttime temperatures against the hotter daytime temperatures. But it's still going to work out for us very well. So just keep on uh, using the vegetable garden as you have been using it all summer. I want to switch now to maybe uh, talk a little bit about uh, uh, lawns. We are, here, at least here for northern Illinois, we're kind of right in the middle of the window if you expected to reseed or overseed your yard. The best time for fall uh, turf establishment is about the middle of uh, August through about the first week in September. This is the best window because anytime you can sow after that, uh, but then you run the risk, the gamble, of whether or not the grass seed will be up, having been mowed enough and been old enough or strong enough to survive the winter. So this middle of August through about the first week in September is the ideal window. The other benefit of fall seeding is that most of our weeds germinate in the spring. So by doing a fall seeding, the grass is there, it's up, and it's going to compete much better against any germinating weed seeds next spring. So that's, a, that's, that's another benefit you have. Um, if you are going to fertilize your lawn and you only fertilize once a year, uh, fall fertilization is preferred over a spring fertilization. In the spring, the lawn is naturally going to flush out and grow anyway because it's spring. A fall fertilization late summer, early fall allows the grass plant to absorb food uh, and store it for the wintertime so that it's there come next year. If you've had problems in your yard, recovery from diseases, uh, if you had standing water or you were one of the unfortunate ones that had a little bit of flooding in your yard, uh, core aeration is a good thing to do. It relieves the compaction. Remember that water, just like a gallon of milk, weighs something. It weighs about eight pounds. Uh, it compresses the soil. So core aeration relieves compaction, allows uh, oxygen back into the soil profile. So that's a good thing. 
if you're in a position this year to have to go ahead and uh, do some fall weed control with our, our unique spring and summer we've had. Uh, the grass plants have not com competed well, I'll use those phrases, uh, with a lot of the lawn weeds. We had an awful lot of weed seed germination occurring with the kind of rain and the weather and the temperature patterns we've had this year. So uh, fall weed control is uh, most appropriate if, if uh, you look outside and see the kind of weeds you have. Um, annual grassy weeds that grew are going to die at uh, the frost. They won't be a, won't be a permanent problem unless unless that area stays bare next spring, and uh, that gives them ample opportunity and space to germinate and grow again. So next year, if you've had a lot of annual grassy weeds, for example, uh, a crabgrass preventer will prevent all that. But yet you have to encourage lawn to fill in. That's why if we top dress and overseed or reseed now, you've got a good start uh, on next spring's uh, annual grass problem. Uh, fall weed control will also take out the broadleaf weeds, uh, and the obvious one is dandelion. The benefit of a fall treatment is that not only do you get the dandelions in your yard that have been there for a year or two, you will also get the young seedling dandelions that sprouted from seed this year just now. So with a fall application for a broadleaf weed control product, your lawn should be, at least for broadleaf weeds, relatively weed-free next spring. Uh, the process will start all over. You're still going to get dandelion seed blown in from the neighborhood and they'll come back, but at least uh, for the early parts of the spring and into summer, your lawn remains pretty much uh, weed-free when it comes to dandelions and other, and other broadleaf weeds. Um, the last thing I wanted to talk about is what's going on with our trees and shrubs out in the home landscape. And this year, once again, courtesy of the weather, we've had lots of strange things going on, mainly lots of leaf spot diseases on our trees and shrubs. Um, these are an annual event. Their leaf spot diseases on our plants like that are rarely fatal. That is, they're an annoyance. They're visually unattractive. But think about the vast amount of leaves on your tree against this, the, the number of spots that are on your leaves. So usually this is not, uh, uh, not really a problem. We've begun to see a bit of change the, in, the, in the foliage colors. They may not be bright and shiny and green any longer. They may be a dull green. Uh, this is uh, what you might expect. It is approaching that time of the year when uh, climatic conditions are changing what's going on in the plant. There's less food production. Uh, they're, setting their, they're setting their leaves up with an abscission layer to go ahead and fall off later on uh, once we have some fall color and, and, and the weather is appropriate for that to happen. So we have lots of those kinds of things going on. Uh, if leaf spots have been your problem this summer, just recognize that they'll be done for this year. Some of them may be treatable for next spring. Uh, ahead of time, most of our leaf spot problems, whether it's disease or insects, require you make some sort of a preventive application very early in the spring as the leaves are swelling in the buds or, or at early bud uh, bud break when you begin to see uh, the tips of the green leaves coming out or as the leaves are expanding. So you have to be pretty proactive in order to prevent those. But just remember, again, uh, leaf diseases are rarely fatal when it comes to trees and shrubs. Well, this has been Richard Henschel with this week's Green Side Up. It's always a pleasure to talk to everybody, and I'll be back again next week.